0: Y'all to put y'all up on some God's extraordinary time. People have power. All we have to do is awaken the power and the people. Welcome to the Oracle Frequency Podcast. My name is Brian, and on this episode, we're going to talk about the NBC television show, The Blacklist. Now, The Blacklist just ended their third season, and they've been renewed for a fourth, And they've even got a spinoff that's going to be uh, airing sometime next year, at least a pilot episode of a spinoff called The Blacklist Redemption. And we'll get to that more here in time, but, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, Pretty much The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, and just a couple shows here and there. Mostly I'm watching documentaries, or I'm reading, or doing some research, or something like that. But The Blacklist is one of two shows, with The Walking Dead included, that I really pay attention to and I've really got hooked on recently. And so at the end of season three, I wanted to do a preview of season four and kind of let everybody know where we stand and give some scenarios and see what people think about what could happen in season four and then into the future, kind of based on what we know and then just kind of guessing and trying to put some stuff together. Now, after season three, we've now had 67 total episodes. And the lowest criminal that they've had from the blacklist actually has been Tom Keen, and he was number 7. Berlin was 8, Connolly was 11, The Decembrist was 12, uh, and Alexander Kirk, who we just met at the end of Season 3, is actually number 14. But so far at the end of three seasons, we haven't found anybody in the top 6, and only 2 of the top 10, and 5 of the top 15. So if they're a third of the way through the top 15 three seasons in, I mean, they've got a lot of content to go. A lot of those top 10 episodes, they can actually make into double episodes where they have a, uh, you know, a starting episode and then a conclusion to it the following week. So they've got a lot of content left to go just with the people in the top 10 or 20. And there's all kind of twists that are looming in seasons in the future because we haven't even seen the top five yet. And we don't know exactly where that's going to go. So if you haven't watched all the way through the end of Season 3 yet, I would suggest not watching this now. Go ahead, watch the show, get caught up, and then come back and watch it later because I am going to talk about some events that happened in the middle of Season 3 towards the uh, finale that took place last week. So what we know is that Liz faked her death with the help of Mr. Kaplan and the surgeon and that Tom knew about this and Tom took off with the baby Agnes and they left for Cuba. But Kirk... Before this happened, Kirk had people watching Tom and saw Tom get on the plane and leave for Cuba, so they tracked him to Cuba. And after they were reunited with each other, this is Elizabeth Keene and Tom Keene in Cuba, Tom comes home to find uh, a guy staring in the crib at Agnes, and when he starts fighting him, another guy comes up and put, pulls a gun on the situation, and Tom is presumably captured. Now, at the end of the episode, we saw Elizabeth in a chair, and Alexander Kirk say that she that he was her father. He's been waiting 25 years for this moment, and he is the father. Now that's a question we've been looking for for three seasons. Who is Elizabeth Keane's real father? Was it Reddington? A lot of things lead towards that. We know that Sam raised her, and that Reddington at least had a part or knew a little bit about uh, Sam. But we've never heard anything about Kirk until now, and we do know that Red wanted to take out Kirk And we know that Kirk also hired Susan Hargraves, otherwise known as Scotty, to help capture Elizabeth Keene. And what we found out at the, not in the season finale, but in the episode before that, in episode 22, we learned that Susan Hargrave is Tom's real mother. See, Tom was taken as a child, and he was raised to be this, Informant, assassin, you know, badass mafia guy. and his mother thought that he had died. Susan Hargrave thought that her child had drowned or gotten away when they were on vacation through a story that she was telling. And Red says, "You know, no, that's your mother." and she offers him a job to work for her. And that's where this spin-off show has been in the works. The episode that was uh, number, I believe 18, or no, it was number 21. Susan Hargraves. Uh, Hargrave, not with an S. And uh, that one was a backdoor pilot episode for the spinoff Blacklist Redemption. Essentially, Solomon and Nez, the nuclear physicist woman who's been in a few episodes, they're all going to have their own show and it's going to be based off of Tom's mother, um, Susan, the same way that Reddington is to Liz. She's going to basically be the criminal mastermind that's over top of, you know, the same relationship that you've got between Liz and Reddington, you're going to end up having with uh, Susan and Tom. Now, going into season four, there's a lot of really interesting dynamics at play. First of all, Reddington captured Susan Hargraves, shot her in the arm, and said that she was going to work with him, with Reddington. He said that Kirk's going to kill you for not getting your job done, And now you're going to work with me. We're going to work together, essentially. He called it a quickie. Well, Kirk, who is Elizabeth's father, presumably, is going to want Tom's mother dead. So there's the first issue. Also, Reddington, who Liz is upset with and she faked her own death to get away from, Liz cares for Reddington on some level. And the fact that Kirk and Reddington want to kill each other, this is going to make an interesting dynamic because if Reddington kills Kirk she may hate Reddington temporarily or she may be on Kirk's side and since Reddington never told her the truth and we really don't know the story and, and I would assume that it's not favorable to Red because he didn't tell the truth and just put it out there if it was a good story that was in favor of him and he did some great thing then I think he would just be up front with it so there's there's probably something to this a little bit but since he's never told her what really happened. She's probably in the season premiere uh, next fall. You're probably gonna find out from Kirk the actual story of what happened during the fire. He's probably gonna tell it to her the first time. And we don't know if he's telling the truth or not. And You would assume that he's going to not be talking so well about Red and so there's a chance that Kirk could essentially badmouth Red Or maybe something Red did that's the truth that he's been hiding from Liz is now made known to make Liz dislike him even more. So that's just an interesting dynamic because now you've got, you know, Tom didn't know who his mother was, and now he's going to be working with her. Elizabeth didn't know who her father was. We think we know who that is, but Red's still there, and the whole time it has seemed like You know, Red is the fatherly figure and that possibly Red is somehow involved in raising her maybe the real dad or something like that. Now, the fact that Liz faked her death is going to change the dynamics in the show in a few ways as well. First of all, some of the people are going to be extremely happy to see her and they're going to understand and they're going to, you know, we know that it was tough living with all these things that have happened over the last few years. And they're gonna forgive her, but somebody probably won't. Somebody's probably gonna be really resentful and really upset that they fell for it and they got emotional and and thought that she died and all this. Somebody might resent her, and then that could be a different twist, you know, where somebody that normally was close and had her back may not have her back as much and and may be hurt by this whole situation. Um, Another thing is Reddington. You know, she betrayed Reddington pretty badly here. Um, and Mr. Kaplan, what's going to happen with Mr. Kaplan? Now, I don't think Red's going to kill her. He did put a gun to her head and said, what are we going to do with you, Kate? At the end of the last episode, I don't think he kills her. I think he understands on some level. And I think that, you know, there's some kind of really strong bond. As we've seen, there's a really strong bond. And I don't think he's going to kill, uh, Mr. Kaplan. So why did, uh, Kirk stay away for so long? He hasn't been involved in, if he's really the father, he hasn't been involved in Liz's life at all. Is that because of the crimes he's committed or whatnot? Or did he really not know she existed? Because that's been the storyline for a long time is that, you know, when she became an agent and she started making the news, people learned that she existed. And then this whole mess has started because they're trying to get to her. So, you know, why did he stay away? Is it because of that? What's his relationship to Red? Were they both in the house when the fire happened? You know, it's it's tough to say. You know, Red has a scar in his hand similar to Elizabeth Keen's, which makes me believe that they're both in the fire and something similar happened to them. We also know the fulcrum was involved, you know, a season ago and that Elizabeth had that from her stuffed animal that came out of that house and she. shot somebody presumably her dad and they said that he couldn't have made it out alive but it it appears he did it in in this show a lot of times people get shot or injured and it looks like they're gonna die and then somebody busts in the room 30 seconds later and they've you know got away that was how uh, it was when uh, Tom shot Solomon now another interesting thing here is what is Tom's role going to be in this because like I said Tom and Scotty are going to have their own spinoff show and it will presumably be after uh, season four has aired, if it ends up going to uh, to filming at all. Like It may just end up being a pilot and not take off at all, and it could be a full-length uh, season show. Usually, spinoffs aren't as popular as the regular show, but if they do have the spinoff with those four characters from the show, there's a good chance that those four characters, I mean, I don't see how they could die in the next season. Those characters would have to live on, in order to survive and make it to the spinoff. So we'll just have to keep an eye on those characters and see what happens with them, and maybe that will give us hints as to what's to come with the Redemption show. Now, the show's creator, John Bokenkamp, said that Liz should take Kirk's word that he is her father, and that the decision to fake her death will have a significant impact, not only with Red, but with the entire team. And he says there's a lot of fertile material there, Um, And he also says that Liz's relationship with Alexander Kirk and us as fans learning that will provide a better understanding of Liz and Red's relationship to the fans and that we should know this in season four or sometime during season four. And like I said, I think it's going to be pretty early because I think Kirk is going to tell Liz the story that, that Red never said. And I think not hearing it from Red is going to not... Do Red any justice. He would be better off if he probably explained it himself than getting it from another person. It's going to make him look worse. And that's its own dynamic, as we said earlier, that uh, you're basically going to have family members, you know, you're going to have Tom wanting to kill Liz's father, and Red wanting to kill Liz's father, and Liz's father wanting to kill possibly Tom, but definitely Scotty. And An interesting thing about where they chose to go was that during the Cold War, when people in the United States, fugitives, high-level criminals, were trying to get away, many of them fled to Cuba because of our political relations with them and the fact that most of the time it's close to impossible to extradite them back to the United States to face charges for whatever they did here. So right now in the United States, The United States estimates that there are hundreds of fugitives from the United States that actually went to Cuba and may still be living there. And there was actually a guy, and uh, you'd have to look up his name, but he he pulled a blacklist-like move. He actually stole $7 million from a security team and then took their security guards, tied them up, drugged them, and took the money and fled to Cuba, and they think he still may be living there today. So that's just a little interesting tidbit of information, but as far as the show goes, it's gonna make a real interesting dynamic as to if the agents, if Cooper and Resler and the rest of them, if they're able to go to Cuba, if the United States allows them as FBI agents into Cuba to actually do investigations or look for her to do anything, or if because it's Cuba, they're going to have to kinda go Undercover and do this on their own and they're gonna to have to play dirty and they're gonna to have to go against the United States government because right now We know that Laurel Hitchin who is the national security advisor or we think she is she's called herself different things or been referred to as different positions But she was the one working with the director. She was part of the cabal uh, She was the one who was given the speech who said that Elizabeth uh, was innocent of all the charges except for uh, shooting Tom Connolly at the time and you know, Keen. Uh, I'm sorry. Red has actually said before that he's going to enjoy killing her or seeing her die or something to that extent. When they were in a car one time a few episodes back. So I, I assume that one of our episodes, on one of our blacklisters, is going to be Laurel Hitchin at some point, and it's probably also going to be Cynthia uh, Panabaker. Now she's the one who came in last second when Liz was being taken away and allowed Resler uh, to take. Liz to the U.S. Marshals instead of going to the bad guys essentially and it seems as though they're on two different teams because Tom got pictures of Cynthia talking with uh, Scotty uh, Scotty Hargrave. So Cynthia seems to have ties with Kirk whereas Laurel had ties to the Cabal. And whereas the Cabal and Red seem to have more business ties, Kirk and Red have more personal ties. And somewhere in there Liz fits into all this. And I think it's just because the only thing that can really hurt Red is the the one personal tie and Kirk's kinda got that advantage over him. Now, a lot could play out. A lot could play out in season four and it could take twists that uh, I'm not even thinking of and that you know that's probably what's gonna happen at the end of the day. But a few things that I think maybe taking place, or may have taken place, would be just in the whole scheme of things. I think that Red had an affair with Elizabeth's mom, and maybe Kirk wasn't treating her right, or Kirk was on the other, you know, end of a business deal gone bad. Something happened there, and Red was involved early on, and his tie to Liz is the mother, not the father, obviously. And... It's just about putting it all together as to how how Red was directly involved. If her mother actually is dead, and from the Cape May episode where Red is hallucinating on the beach, it seems as though they're trying to let us know that that story of her walking into the ocean and dying is true. But it could just be Red imagining what, you know, the story he heard and being, you know, Uh, resentful or upset with himself of not stopping her going there and do, you know, going there and doing something. So he goes back there now and he still sees her doing it, even though he doesn't possibly know it, you know, totally know that she went into the water. She could be alive. See, I think that's the next big secret. I think the next secret is that her mother is really alive. They were kind of hinting at that. And then Scotty, who Tom thought might be her mother, ends up being his mother. And, they lead us off in a direction with red at the beach to kind of confirm that she's dead or to throw us that direction. Now we know her dad's alive. Assuming that we can find out her mother's alive, this whole issue may be just a dysfunctional family that happens to be special agents uh, from multiple uh, countries around the world. You know, you have a superpower in the United States and a superpower in Russia. That during the Cold War had a had a divorce gone bad where they're fighting over the custody of a kid, and that's essentially where this story's going. Uh, Kirk may have resentment or want to even kill Liz, which would be another twist. You know, we kind of think that since she's the daughter and he's admitting this now, that he may, you know, spare her or the kid or something, you know, or Tom or any of them, but in reality. If she actually shot him as a child and allowed the fulcrum to get away, and that's, you know, what the whole argument was about back then, then he may want to kill her because that may have affected his entire life with his wife and you know everything. Like it obviously, almost killed him, but from that point on, everything was obviously different. It seems like he changed his name, et cetera, et cetera. Now we don't know when he changed his name. He could have done that, <clears throat> excuse me, before he made it to the United States, and he may have done that years after coming back to the United States or, or leaving the United States. We don't really know that yet. But uh, we're going to find out a lot. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, <clears throat> what options the post office and the black site uh, members have to go into Cuba and to get her back or to do anything about this. It appears as though it's going to be Mr. Kaplan, who I think will redeem herself. Dembe, who's always loyal and always you know seems to be in the right spot helping out and Uh, definitely a guy you want on your team. And then Red against essentially Kirk and whoever's down there. Now, can Hargrave get Tom out? We know that she was doing her own thing, and Tom was in Cuba and had gotten away. So when she finds out that her son's been taken, I would assume that she's going to get her team together. I mean, that could be Red's way to get her back on board. You know, they have a little deal she's going to help. Hey, by the way, that's your son that they've got, so that ups the Annie, and then she's more inclined to, you know, go all out and be on Redside. Got a really crazy storyline going here. Now, something else that's been said about the show is that season four is going to be very dark compared to other seasons. So there could be a death of a main character somewhere in there. Now, I don't expect it to be Tom because I think he's going to clearly go to the show, and I don't think it'll be his mother, Hargraves. I don't think it's going to be Red or Liz. But I do think it could very well be an agent or multiple agents. Um, That would make the most sense. And it could also be dark in the fact that you could have, you know, if Liz's husband, Tom, kills her father, that's pretty dark. And if you have, you know, Liz's father killing Tom's mother, that's pretty dark. I mean, their marriage has already suffered through... You know, shootings and stabbing, stabbings and holding people hostage in a boat and torture and lies and deception and all kind of crazy stuff. So why not add one more level to it? You know, killing each other's parents, essentially. Um, And, you know, we may end up finding out that her mom's alive or not. That's clearly one of the big things. And finding out the truth about that, may be hard for someone to take if it turns out that red murdered her mom somehow i mean imagine where the show would go with that now i don't think that's what happened but you know the blacklist is known for these twists and turns and kind of leaving you with a couple episodes that build up into one super episode and then there's always a big twist or some kind of uh, change in the plot that makes you think You know, why didn't I see that before? Because, you know, it seems obvious now. So it'll be interesting. I don't expect the season to start until probably the last weeks of September or early October. The show has always started in those weeks in the past for the first three seasons, and it ends in May. So if it followed the same timeline, you would see it probably the first week of October, definitely on somewhere in there. I think on October 1st or 2nd, it's been in the first week or third week every time, and it's always ended in May. So, with that said, it should be taping pretty soon and be in production. And that's why I think, you know, the things we've said about Tom, if this spinoff show works and goes uh, somewhere, then he's going to probably have to survive season four to make it to the spinoff. And, you know, it, we'll just have to see what happens from that point on. Now, like I said before, I think uh, they've said if they do well in season four, which they've, they've, you know they started at ten or eleven million viewers and they're down to maybe six to eight now, but it's still a pretty successful show. Um, their stars are still making national headlines and going on the late night shows and there's you know seven million views is pretty good in today's times. It wouldn't have been good twenty years ago, but it's pretty good um, and I think the finale had six point eight eight million so um, you know that's that's pretty good for regular TV and uh, but if they do assumingly just about what they've done if they do five to six million they'll probably be picked up for season five and one of the problems with this show is just uh they as a as the writers they don't know exactly when they're going to be canceled or how long they have they don't know how many episodes they can write ahead and you know that creates a problem because they may need to wind the show down if they find out they're not getting renewed and at the same time they don't want to give away the best secrets or the best episodes necessarily yet or tie in you know the ending to the show if they end up having five more years to go they can draw it out they can include different people like we said before they're 67 episodes in and they haven't really covered anybody in the top six yet you know top five definitely so they've got a long way to go and it's going to be interesting to see Um, like I said, I think it's one of the best written shows. I think the actors do a real good job. I think it's awesome. So in the coming weeks, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the general election. We're going to go into some specific stats and polls and try to break down who's going to win these swing states that are going to be very important in the general election. You know, people look at the polls right now and they say Hillary's here or Bernie's here or Trump is here. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to two people in electoral college and what you know, what they do in those specific states. And all signs point towards Hillary in a blowout, but she's the second most hated candidate ever, though Trump may be the first. You never really know how it's gonna go. So we're gonna get down into some really deep stats in history and try to, to predict this thing as accurately as possible. Now, the Trump effect has been, in effect, the entire election cycle, and almost every pundit and anyone who's tried to guess has been off or at least lost when they bet against Trump. But most of history and demographics and statistics right now point towards Hillary actually pulling it out. So we are gonna go into the general election. I've got one more Fear of the Walking Dead podcast from their mid-season finale that I've already got planned out and I wanna go over a little bit because some interesting stuff is going down in that show. Um, I think for the first time it actually got semi-exciting. We're starting to finally get pulled into some characters and a storyline and like people and dislike people and see, um, you know, some some changes. For a while there, it just kind of seemed boring, and it just wasn't up to the level of The Walking Dead, and it's because The Walking Dead's been going on for five years, and, you know, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead's only been going on for like 13 episodes, so there's a big difference in our commitment to the characters and how much we care for them. But like I said, I think on that mid-season finale, it was the first time where we really saw... Uh, the character development and kind of becoming, you know, people as a whole becoming attached to the show a little bit more. So it will probably never live up to the Walking Dead standards, but it's not too bad, and, and I think it's getting better. So we're going to do one about that. Like I said, general election, we've got some uh, ayahuasca and mushrooms and 5-MeO-DMT and the Sonorian Desert Toad podcast coming up. And uh, outside of that, I think I will let everybody go. Have a good weekend. Um, uh, It's Memorial Day weekend, so be good, be safe, and everybody take care. Peace.